Conscious Collaboration brings together entrepreneurs, changemakers, and thought leaders. We aim to highlight the people that embody the idea of aligned mind, body, and business. Each week, we share, discuss, and learn from the various experiences and ideas of our guest experts. Through our discovery, we find a path to an aligned mind, body, and business. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Emily. And we are the Conscious Collaboration Podcast. What up, guys? What up, Lisa? Hey, Emily. (laughs) It's a little, it feels a little more um, subdued today than the last time we got together. The, The red light's on. Oh, okay. Uh, the red light's on, but I feel like just the energy in general is, is, uh, the dust is settling. Everything but is stabilizing after the earthquakes. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's never really stable for too long, right? That's the one mm-hmm. thing we can count on. And that's a lot of what we talk about and why we talk about what we talk about so that we can navigate through that a little bit better. Um, and, I have still been thinking about last week and (laughs) I kind of said to Lisa uh, when we were doing our pre-discussion, we'll let you in on a little secret. We, a lot of times, will come up with our topic literally right before we jump on the recording. And I think that that... Uh, speaks to our sort of last minute, like adaptable nature as air signs, but also, um, it, you know, I, I think it's, it's uh, maybe a lot of what you guys like about listening to us <laughs> is that, you know, um, it, it ends up having no choice, but to be pretty authentic because we're, we're literally just going by like what's on our minds that day and in that moment. So and, and a lot and of Gemini that can change from moment to moment for well, sure. the Gemini and Aquarius. <laughs> right. We're like, <laughs> no, I mean, but, it's a vibe with what's going on, like in client sessions as well. There's just always yeah. synchronicities that connect everybody. So there's got to be yeah. truth in that what we share in our personal and business experiences is harmonious with everybody that's listening. Yeah, for sure. So all that was really to say that um, I have another tarot themed (laughs) idea for today's conversation. Um, And I didn't want to get too tarot crazy on you guys. But I think it works really well um, to segue from last week's conversation. And, you know, it's not really about the tarot. Um, I like tarot and watching tarot readings from time to time just as it's a way to put things in context and understand them uh, a little bit in a more structured way, I guess. Um, and it, it hits on because the tarot is this story, you know, sort of about the cycle of life. It really picks up on a lot of dynamics that we all just experience in life often repeatedly, uh, you know, it life, life is a cyclical nature. So I think it's worth when we do have these insights, I think it's worth talking about. So tarot is like the human connection to the stars represented in um, usually a card format that's divined of. And then the Yi Jing is the uh, relationship between 
um, environmental or, you know, elements and Mm -hmm. its relation with the cycle of life. So being and used in a divinatory way, um, both of them are used in a way that it helps you to have, like, it takes you out of the situation. So you're looking at things Mm -hmm. from a eye view. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like more of like, you're looking in on something and Mm -hmm. recognizing patterns and then being able to assess, okay, like, this is where I am. This is how to get to or through or around. Yeah. So another great tool uh, to help yourself, um, if you, again, refer back to last, last week's conversation, stand outside of that burning tower and observe it. Um, rather than be an active participant, sort of getting engulfed in the flames. Um, and so you can just navigate through these things with a little bit more wisdom and confidence and calm, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, so we are going to piggyback off of last week's, one of last week's <laughs> conversation topics. I know we had a few in the mix. Um there, but we were talking about the tower moment. And so just to review, the tower is a major arcana card in, in the tarot. Um, so that major arcana aspect of it means it's usually dealing with things that are beyond our control out of the realm of human, uh, hands. It's more like, you know, these, these are things that are happening at the universe's dictation, I guess. Um, you have no control over it. So we were talking about these tower moments as these, you know, big, sudden, often uncomfortable changes that flip, you know, flip the world upside down and, or your world, you know, a personal situation upside down and they can be very scary and uncomfortable and painful even. Um, But if as long as you take a certain perspective on it and try to remain an observer on the outside of all the drama, then they're always intended for good to create, to get rid of what was on a shaky foundation to begin with and make room for what is actually meant to be. And so I started thinking about uh, a concept in the minor arcana that very much ties to that tower concept in my mind, but it takes it from the perspective of what is within our control as earthly beings. And so this concept is a transition from the eight of cups to the nine of cups. So tarot, the minor arcana, has suits like playing cards. They are also associated with different earthly elements and, um, you know, different concepts. And so these cups card are associated with emotion. Yeah. And the, like the numerology of it too, Wait, like the, the eight shifting into a nine, um, mm-hmm. the numbers of it containing an energy, like, um, by the way, Emily, I just realized that eight shifting into nine is nearing completion. Well, it is. And uh, I'll, I'll bring up my dude, Steve, (laughs) as he always says, nine is actually the end in tarot. 
10 is the end end that leads to a new beginning. So nine, it, it, yeah. And it's just like that nearing completion card in that it's it's cyclical. Like the 10 leads to a new beginning. It's not just the 10 in the end. So yeah, totally. And so I'll give a little bit of what is actually depicted on the cards. The eight of cups is usually represented by a person essentially walking away from eight broken cups. So walking away, leaving behind or releasing what is no longer serving you, but it cups. So it's something you once loved or maybe still do love, but you know, this tower moment happened. Right. And, um, you know, it has become evident. You've had the realization that this thing or person or situation or career, uh, you know, or business idea is no longer serving you no longer working, even if it once did very, very well. And you're walking away from it into the unknown, but towards your nine of cups, which nine of cups is considered your wish fulfillment. So the, the, you know, kind of overall goal for that situation, whatever is actually going to fill those cups back up and help them to serve you and fulfill you emotionally. So we take this you know, event that we have zero control over this tower moment that, uh, you know, it breaks all your achieving, <laughs> it breaks all your cops. Yeah, it does. Tower falling down. You know that, like, that. Eight, but, so or like, it just makes the, it just makes the, the brokenness evident. I yeah, think like is what it is. In, in, um, in the numerology that I study in feng shui, eight turn on its side is like an infinity. Right. So like the eight cups, the eight once full cups and the infinity implies that there was once like a belief that this was forever Mm -hmm. and, um, and fulfillment. And now that it's broken (laughs) Mm -hmm. symbolically, um, and then shifting into a nine is, um, you know, it's, it's a test. Mm -hmm. It's a test. Exactly. And you can think about the connection of these two things the universe aspect of it and the free will aspect of it. And you can probably look at phases in your own life where you felt like maybe you were dealing with the same sort of event time after time and and time again. And so that just illustrates the importance of if you find yourself in that position and you're like, why does X, Y, Z keep happening? Like that is the time to examine your own response to what is going on in that situation. And are you staying involved in a situation or with a person where it is no longer working just because it's easier or because you think there's nothing else for you or because you don't want to be lonely or because you already put so much work into something or because it did work so well at some point or it's the way it's always been done. I mean, umpteen million reasons why people stay in things and situations that aren't working 
aren't working on the, you know, kind of chill end of the spectrum and are making them miserable. I mean, you will, you'll see, you'll observe people in situations for years, for decades, for their entire life that are making them clearly miserable. Um, just because they never have that point where they release it or walk away from it because you have to, you have to clear that space in order for the tower moment to create, you know, for to, to create that space for the thing that is, is better, that is meant to be. It's like, um, you know, a, well, it's not only a clearing away of like rubble and the top structure of a tower, but really it's, it's changing things at the foundation or the core. Right. Uh, because which was shaky to begin with, which is why the tower moment happened. It's a reset of the foundation, whether that, mm-hmm you know, is like you're restructuring your business to, um, you know, you realize knocking on doors and printing out mailers and a bunch of business cards and showing up to in-person events is not getting you the business that you desire anymore, but yet you keep pouring money and money and money into it. Mm -hmm. Foundationally, those systems are no longer serving. That doesn't mean that you're going to have to fold your business. It means you need to re-look at why you believe that's a foundation that's going (laughs) to support um, the growth of this tower that you will get you to your goals. It means. Yeah. And you can even look at it in a, like, you know, it, it doesn't have to seem huge and dramatic necessarily. This can happen on a more subtle level and still be the same ideas, but even like, changing your prices as a business owner. You know what I mean? Um, maybe your tower moment is just simply inflation and, and it, you know, like going to sustain your life to be able to, right. Right. To right. And there's umpteen million reasons, um, you know, that, and I know a lot of business owners can, can relate to this, especially if we're, um, very front facing to individuals, people, you know, clients that we have um, pretty close relationships with and stuff like that. Um, we can find a million ways, a million reasons not to raise our prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's scary. It's scary to say like, mm-hmm. I mean, it comes back to a self-worth thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like in business and in personal, like I'm worth more than what I'm charging right now it's not the same environment. I need to increase my price. So then trying to communicate and voice that new price out is going to feel scary. Whatever, whatever the reason is, you think that your clients will leave you the lots of reasons um, to not make that call. But if you don't walk away from the old pricing, um, then, you know, That's actually more like, like, right. Like you're literally the math doesn't math. So (laughs) you can apply it to situations, you know, that sort of day to day or, you know, business partnerships, romantic relationships. It's all all the same. Yeah. If you just stay, stay, stay and it's no longer working, it doesn't matter how much symptom management you do, right? If you, you aren't, releasing the root of the problem, then yeah, you're just like, going to keep in that t- cycle and probably keep experiencing more power moment. More, more suffering for sure. It's going to keep, you know, it's <laughs> going to keep trying to balance 
mm-hmm. out what is not in balance. And so you're going to just be like, well, why, you know, why, why is it so chaotic? Why does, why does this still keep happening? At the Conscious Collaboration Podcast, we are proud affiliates of Atapa medical grade red light therapy devices. Red light therapy boasts a long list of clinically proven benefits, many that I and many of my clients have experienced firsthand. You can be sure that you'll be able to train harder, recover faster, and sleep better with Atapa red light therapy. Visit myatapa.com, M-Y-A-T-A-P-A.com, or use the link in our Instagram bio to shop with the code COLLAB15, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-15, for a discount on your device. So we were talking the other day, like, you know, oftentimes I'll be doing some client work, I'll get a lot of a lot of people that will hit me up in DMs and send me emails or text messages. And um, it turns into, you know, there's a great deal of, I will give advice, um, sometimes unsolicited if you're in my circle and you trust me already. But when it gets to the point of people taking um, free advice and taking of my energy and I'm um, over giving of myself, that's lessening of my, um, of my worth and also taking away from that, which is growing my tower (laughs) on Mm -hmm. the new foundation. I mean, there's, and that shows up too, in relationships too. um, the overgiving of self. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially women can resonate with this overgiving of self to support, um, other people in a way that it, eventually it will cause a depletion in yourself. Yeah. Or even just being present in, in a relationship that is not working for you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people do it. People do it. Most people do it for most of their lives. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that too. Just, and I I know you like coming out of long partnerships and divorce, um, you know, it's, you feel committed um, a lot of times because of a contractual agreement. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so you're overgiving and depleting of yourself in order to serve like a societal expectation or, um, you know, I think that's why both of us are like nonconformists and things (laughs) in our, because we all put ourselves in these structures that are built by old, like societies that don't fit us anymore. So like whatever your reason is for staying somewhere, if you, you know, or in, yeah, staying in a situation in an eight broken cups situation, whether it's because of societal constructs or logistic or like whatever your reason is, if you know, if you, if the tower has made you aware that it is no longer serving for you, serving you, and you're still making the decision to stay, no matter what the reason is, you're continually making that decision against yourself, period. Like, it doesn't matter what your reasoning is. If you know, once you've been made aware, it is from then on your responsibility to change that factor about your life. And it needs to be done from, like, an inside core, like, 
like land, um, you know, as in feng shui, you're, you've got land analysis and consideration. It needs to be a safe place, a good structure to build upon mm-hmm. your homes and your towns and your communities. So if you're suffering a tower moment, it doesn't mean build that tower back up in the same spot even. It means, wait, let's look at where we're building this tower. Is it in the shape that it needs to be? Do we need to restructure? Does it need to be um, right? You got to start or... from scratch. Yeah, I mean, even beneath the surface, like I'll sometimes just put band aids like... on it and like, <laughs> yeah, you know, more put a little play doh and like, <laughs> oh, maybe this will. I mean, this will hang a... in there for a little while longer. There might you be know? a sinkhole underneath the right. Land you you, you give it, you know. Depending on what the thing is, you might give something one or one or two shots at, you know, like making it work kind of thing. But other than that, like, you know, that's why I think a lot of times it gets so frustrating when you have even like a good friend who's in a situation like that. And you know, you, you want to be a friend for them, but you keep hearing them show up and they're complaining and they're complaining and they're complaining. And it's like, bro, your time's up. Like you, you have to, you know, shit or get off the pot. Basically like it is your responsibility now for this to I mean, I like, I don't, I like, I don't want to hear it. Love you, but like (laughs) either stop doing what you're doing or yeah, I mean, that comes to mind to me with like um, the cycle of abuse or domestic mm-hmm. violence or something like mm-hmm. that. And oftentimes it's a marriage, it's hard to get out of marriage. So, um, but it can totally go with business partners and stuff yeah. like that too. And, and again, not even be like a, like a hugely negative connotation, like we kind of touched on before we started recording. Like, you know, you have an old business model that mm-hmm. used to work really, really, really well. And you used to be able to easily get new clients mostly by word of mouth and it felt mm-hmm. effortless and, and things were working and you had income coming in, but then some tower moment happened, say COVID, yeah. um, you know, and I'm you have to business. either completely Maybe. reimagine what you're doing or you can stay, you know, you can stay, doing what you were doing because you love it because it worked so well before, because it's, it's, you know, it's hard to separate from with that, but I mean, yeah, I mean, like it's going to happen. <laughs> like it's biggest, not, like, it doesn't work. Um, affected, uh, profession that I've seen because I work a lot with different professions in terms of feng shui, but we're realtors, mm-hmm. um, and realtors, even though it became, um, you know, especially with everybody moving to Florida in our example, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody leaving California and Texas to move to Florida or from all around the world. Um, I feel like we're just doing a big commercial for Florida because now everyone's moving here. <laughs> but, um, you know, realtors really had a hard shift into this new way of doing business. They really strongly resisted virtual. They relied upon their business cards or flyers they're in person, um, you know, driving in vans to go see houses in person, um, you know, experiences, open house experiences. Well, guess what? That all blew up in COVID. Um, everything became virtual, even staging went virtual. You know, I was, I did a staging project, totally virtual. Um, you know, it, it's really, and a lot of 
realtors suffered because they were like, no, no, no. Like I'm, I need to knock on doors. I need to go to all the mailboxes and give them my flyers, canvas and neighborhoods. I, re- I rely on my inner, you know, in-person um, connections and they didn't survive. You know, a lot of them, um, you know, they were looking for new careers or retiring. Um, it's, you know, we talked about in the last episode too, this tower moment and and the current state of the world right now. And it's really, we've brought up the word revolution a lot in order to survive (laughs) the way that things are shifting. You have to be really flexible and adapt and you can't cling to the things that you believe to be a forever. Mm -hmm. Because nothing is forever. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's a, it's having that awareness that within every death, there's a birth um, or like a tiny seed that's planted that going to be something new and the whole cycle continues over again. And it's like knowing what to look for when these inevitable moments happen. Like when you feel something that you're like, oh, this is a tower moment, like stop take a step back and be like, okay, what is this really trying to say to me here? You know, so that I can just not waste time Mm -hmm. agonizing over, you know, this, that, and the other. No, let's look at this. Does this mean, you, you know, that this situation is just not serving me anymore? And if not, then what, what's the next move? And what is a teaching, right? Like to get through these tower moments, you have to learn through it yeah. and grow through it. Like have your eyes yeah. wide open to Look for the lesson. Yeah. What is this teaching me? And re, I mean, maybe there's a reason why, um, uh, there's always a reason why, but, um, you learn through it and you grow through yeah. it. And it's- and- probably something you need to let go of or walk it's away from something foundational. From. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. something within yourself. Yeah. That you need to be. So by. if you're, if you're looking for that right away, it's a lot easier not to spend time caught up in the emotion of it. That's not to say you're not allowed to feel and process emotions. When you have these tower moments, they're often very hard you know, if it's dealing with people that you loved, obviously like that's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, so yeah, of course you're allowed to, to have those emotions, but, um, you know, being very intentional with how you're processing them and what kind of decisions you're making, what what kind of place you're making decisions from. Am Mm -hmm. I making these decisions from a place of being up in the tower and throwing a bunch of fire and screaming and freaking out? Or am I in my place outside of the tower so that I can see exactly what it is that I need to remove, you know, take my action now and remove from my life? Or remove myself from. Or like, are you the actual, like not, not in a negative way, but like we can be the change agent and things. Like we're the tower moment. Well, that, yeah, right. Like that, well, that is like, I feel like there's always twofold. We are the change agents on some level. And that's what these cards are about. Mm -hmm. You have, there's always going to be stuff that's outside of our control. 
always. There's always going to be major arcana, things that the universe is doing because the universe is the universe. God, whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be those things that are that are happening. So, you know, we have choices. Mm-hmm. So, and like, usually the choices stay or go, <laughs> or yeah. something, you know, at, like comparable to that. We were talking or relief. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about the concept of releasing. Um, and in feng shui, it's a real delicate topic. We get uh, feng shui practitioners get approached all the time, especially after divorce or uh, major losses, death in a family, um, you know, something in the business that has crumbled in terms of tower moments. And um, it is, you know, a time of like purging and resetting. And there's this concept of like, well, decluttering, right? It's, it is valuable to declutter, um, you know, and it's, it's a process to let go of things that have no purpose anymore. Um, and I always think of like, you know, the classic like cartoon example of when there's a divorce and someone's clothes end up on the front lawn and they're like, just mm-hmm. get it <laughs> um, you know, so there is that concept of of clearing burning releasing um but it's more than that it's more of than letting go to make room it's more it's also resetting it's it's a foundational um so like fire uh, like burning things creates earth and earth creates our foundation and our cores um and so without that having that stability as we talk about like the the central hub energy, um, you can't um, you can't build anything new. You can't reset anything new without um, fortifying the foundation in which you're building. And plus, things are one aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And if you only manage the things part of it, then you know you're also forgetting to like you have to walk away from the person who made the choices to get in that place in the first place yeah like the I mean, things are like, just one but you know we still I think we like to do that just as humans sometimes because I see this in other applications too like what like I'm thinking of like when people are trying to heal from pain and they just focus on all these passive modalities massage and and other like body work and things like that and just you know stretch me and massage me and smash me until I can't you know like I'm just mush you gotta kill it (laughs) but it's like that's only one part of it. And you're not actually going to help yourself if you don't take an active role. (laughs) You know what I mean? You can't just lay on a table forever and not be in pain anymore. Sure. If you know, if it's a good modality, like you'll, you'll feel better when you get up from the table, but you also have to do things. You have to do certain stability exercises and strength work in order to actually like recover from pain. And so I feel like people kind of do that in healing, just like energetic and emotional and spiritual healing too. A lot of times they'll like to have a lot of stuff done to and for them, which is good. It's good to do those things. 
But, you know, as a person who administers some of those things, you and I both know that we can administer the best, you know, techniques in the books. But if the person is not playing their active role in whatever it is they're trying to repair, then it's not, it's at least not going to be optimal or complete. You know, it might, it'll probably improve. But yeah. it's not complete. You haven't walked away from the age. Well, there's like a resistance. <laughs> like you're thinking, yeah. like I'm thinking about massage and like someone saying they're going to work out a knot or something. And if you're not, if you're not in- putting intention into the area and like releasing and accepting of anything, it's just going to be damaging resistance. Like you're like, you're well, saying- not even that, like you, you might feel better for a day or two. But it's mostly because they've activated your parasympathetic nervous system and you've calmed down. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't done something to actively change your body and the reason why that, you know, if you want to call it a knot or that restriction or whatever it was, was there in the first place, then it doesn't, you haven't really done anything for yourself in a permanent way anyway. Yeah. You've just had your, you know, nervous system temporarily calm down, which is great. You should do that regularly, (laughs) but, um, it's not, it's not going to solve the problem. Yeah, exactly. On its own, on its own, without advent of active work, active action from active embodiment as the um, one healing. (laughs) Yeah. Acceptance and and detachment Mm -hmm. are, really difficult (laughs) principles, but. And detachment is different than sweeping under the rug. Right. Keep in mind. (laughs) Yeah. You know, putting, ignoring. Yeah. Yeah. Putting not being detached from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this definitely is a, a theme that's a collective theme. That's probably resonating with a lot of people out there right now. I've seen it in a lot of my clientele, um, but it's, it really indicates growth mm-hmm. and a trajectory in the, in a better direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it's easier seen from outside of the drama than inside of it. Yep. So just more, more layers of self-awareness. When you feel that tower moment coming on, that's when you need to go ahead and get in observation mode and just kind of be like, all right, doesn't feel great, but what do we got here? What, you know, what's going on? What's the lesson? What, what needs to move? And then if you're already, if you're already like have a head start on doing that work, then it makes the actual process probably a lot smoother. Yeah. And, and also it's helpful if you can maintain a sense of humor through it. (laughs) Yes. Tell dirty jokes, tell (laughs) your church going on. (laughs) video it make a reel out of it send it to me (laughs) there's a reason there's a lot of comedians out there that transmute really you know suffering into comedy that people can relate to Mm. um I just I just went to a comedy show on Saturday and um so I thought I found it really relevant some of the stories because the stories that each of them told like I mean they were kind of all starving artists and except for the, the main act at the end, the other ones were just starting out and they were just all telling the same story. And it was of like struggle, but like using humor to transmute it into positivity. 
but you know, they're suffering with the inflation and not all of them, you know, they're like, I just have a cell phone. I don't have a, a TV. I don't have, have any awareness of the news. Um, the stories were all the same, but using that humor um, really, you know, helped them to connect with the audience and really helped their, I think, their presence to grow. Um, yeah, so for sure. Whatever we can do to inject levity into something while we're transmuting or transforming into whatever new iteration on whatever new foundation needs to be. It's going to make things a lot easier and probably help you to grow. Yeah. Never take anything too seriously. (laughs) Right. You'll just, it makes it heavier. You'll just get lost in the heaviness of it. Yeah. Lost in a lot harder to be an observer that way. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Yeah. So, I mean, I know not everyone out there probably is as interested in tarot or divination work as we are. That's just one way to remove. I will be by the time we get done with you. Yeah, I I think we're for, we're we're force feeding it. You love tarot. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. It tells a good story. Um, you know, it just depends on. It's like anything. It depends on how you look at it, how you approach it, and how you choose to take things from it. Of course, you should never take anything like too literally or like right. run your life because of what some tarot reader says but um if discernment. You, yeah <laughs> yeah if you use that discernment you can really get some uh change the channel of it to be helpful for me insights out mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. yeah yeah human human relation if it's not if it's not taking yourself out of um, you're removing your ego in that way, an outside perspective, obviously meditation and running and getting your body movement, um, like we've talked about previously, but in the process of like clearing Y'all should out- be lifting weights by now anyway. <laughs> yeah, should. yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking we should probably put a link to your virtual, um, services for lifting. For sure. Um, drop that in there. But, um, you know, if you are feeling like you've been rocked in a tower moment and you're rebuilding your foundation, really start from below the surface and inside of where you are. <laughs> like, what are you bringing to contribute to whatever happened um, and rebuild from a place that's more stable? And um, and if you are letting go of things, do it with intention. And that means if you're letting go of people, if you're letting go of objects, if you're decluttering, um, and be very intentional about what you're bringing in so that it's not a repetitive test and lesson over and over and over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I think we could talk about this for hours and we should probably take it inside of the Conscious Collaboration Collective on Facebook. Let's do it. Let's do it. So we hope to see you there. Thanks for hanging in with us. And we, you know, um, we appreciate you going, going down this um, (laughs) rabbit hole of what we enjoy in our way of interpreting our lives and our business. And we hope that it has given you love company in the rabbit holes. Yes. Yeah, we do. Who's next? Party in the rabbit hole. (laughs) Who's coming to the rabbit hole? Bring your hat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Well, we will um, talk to y'all soon and um, talk to you in five. Talk to you in five. Bye, guys. Bye.
Thank y'all so much for listening to our podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends so they can join our circle of collaboration on this journey. You can find us on Instagram at Conscious Collaboration Podcast, on Spotify, iTunes, and Audible, to name a few. Please join us next time for another deep dive into how you can live life in more alignment, mind, body, and business. Send us your questions and comments in our DMs or email us at ConsciousCollaborationPodcast at gmail.com. See you in five minutes.